manifestation of the Godhead has 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 done so. So the, the, the with the more the fullness of Bhagavan, so the fullness of uh, devotion. <coughs> and so we invoke that verse, glorifying Gornatananda, and then the verse of Krishna, such as his Namaskar verse, the the special Namaskar verse. There's two of them, but the special one in which he of Chaitanya Charitamrita, in which he offers his respects to the presiding deities. Um, and in doing so, Vandeshi Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito Godadai Pushpabanto Chitro Samdo Tumanu. We think of him and and seek his blessings before speaking. So these are two of the major, major contributors um, to the world and to the Gaudiya community um, with regard to the Leela and the philosophy that underlies. Um, we love and the philosophy that underlies Sriman Mahaprabhu, Gaur, and Nityananda. So, something about Krishnas Kabiraj. We are, in one sense, unfortunate that there's not much information about his uh, life. We um, we know that he was. Uh, Born in the world in, uh, in near Katwa, in West West Bengal, Naihati, Jamatpur, kind of like a suburb of of Katwa, and to a good family. Uh, doesn't appear to have been a Brahmin family, um, um, which is interesting given his erudition and so forth, which we'll come to. Um, It speaks to us about a principle of uh, of the of the tradition that uh, that it transcends caste and uh, material qualification or so-called material disqualification and so forth. Please, would you like a chair? You got that? You're comfortable with that? Okay. Please make yourself comfortable. Welcome, Amal Bhakti. I was I was hoping you would come tonight. But uh, a pious family, and um, we have learned that his father's name was Bhagirath, his mother's name was Sunanda, and he had an infamous brother, as it turns out, named Shamdas. <laughs> Shamananda. <laughs> so, that's all we know. <laughs> um, but um, at the same time, our misfortune, if you will, with regard to the dearth of information about his life, is much made up for by his own um, open heart confessional, which pours forth from the pages of his um, Magnus Magnum Opus, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. And that in the uh, at the at the really the, the the end of a very extensive glorification of Nityananda Prabhu. We know that Nityananda Prabhu, as the Antaryami, the the Lord of the Heart, Vishtadevata of Prindabandas, dictated to him to write Chaitanya Bhagavat. Um, 
Um, here we find, as we'll see as we go forward with the discussion, that Nityanandabhu was very influential as well in the uh, manifestation, manifesting the writing in Krishnadasa's writing of Chaitanya Charitamrita, and these two books are are so um, invaluable to us hmm, in terms of hearing about author- authoritatively about the leela of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <clears throat> so the, the important position of Nityanandabhu, the unique thing at the same time of Chaitanya Charitamrita that distinguishes it in one sense from Chaitanya Bhagavad and from all the other biographies of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that uh, is that while there is, uh, as we'll see, considerable emphasis on the grace of Nityanandabhu and, and the necessity of this, hmm, um, uh, we find uh, as well in Chaitanya Charitamrita a, a very um, comprehensive introduction to the works of the Goswamis and the person of the Vrindavan Goswamis. Hmm? So where, in one sense, Vrindavan Das left off with the grace of Nityananda Parko Benitai Chander, we sang Karunahoyive, Sangsara Rasanamor Kobe Tuchabe, Vishaya Chariya Kobe, Shudahobe Man. With the grace of Nityananda Prabhu entering in Vrindavan and Rupa Raghunath Pade, Hmm? getting the shelter of Rupa and Raghunath, as we find in Chaitanya Charitamrita, this combined influence of Nityananda Prabhu and the Goswamis. So we'll, we'll go into that at, uh, at, at some length. Um, but in the book, Chaitanya Charitamrita, again, his, his final work that um, has, has immortalized him and brought brought about his demise and immoralized him at the same time. Hmm? Um, we'll come to that. <laughs> but uh, in his book, in his tribute to Nityananda Prabhu, about whom he composed five um, uh, Sanskrit shlokas describing the ontological position of Nityananda Prabhu, which is extraordinary and... and uh, Distinguishing him from um, humanity, if you will, um, stressing his his divinity, um, he having done that, he segues into a confession, confessional writing. It's very uh, he bears his soul, stands naked before us, and acknowledges. And in the most significant event in his life, we don't know too much about the events of his life, but we know this with the in, in intervention of Nityananda Prabhu in his life, that he himself shares with us. This is very, very extraordinary. Hmm? And he uh, he introduces it in that way. Let me read a couple of verses. He says, Nityananda Mohima Sindhu, Ananta Apar. It is Ananta and Apar. Unlimited, ever increasing, like an ocean of Amrita, the Kripa, the the glory, the Mohima of Nityananda Prabhu. Ekkana Sparshamatra, Se Kriptanhar. He says, It's only His mercy that I can just touch a drop of what Nityananda Prabhu is, is, is about. Arek Shunatana 
कृपार महिमा आधाम जीवेरे छड़ेला उद्वत सीमा Please listen, he says, having spoken about the divinity of Nityananda Prabhu. Another glory of his mercy, he says, uh, he says, Adham Jivere, a very low and fallen jiva, Chadhaila Udvasima, he made him rise up and come to a very exalted uh position to the highest to the highest limits bera guya kata e ayogya kahite tathapi kahiye tanon kripa prakashite to disclose this he says bera guya kata ayogya kahite it should not be disclosed it is as guya as secret as the veda you know the veda the shruti is uh, was typically not spoken to everyone uh for fear that it would be uh, misunderstood and misrepresented when um represented but rather it's um it wasn't in a in a in a pejorative way or a negative way that uh, there was some discrimination with regard to who could read the Upanishads it was given to the qualified persons who could explain it properly something like that um you know we see also in the world today that many people read the books and they're not qualified to understand them on their own and then they try to speak about them and it becomes a double problem hmm. that's a big problem on the internet hmm. so this kind of idea he says that just the vedas are secret and confidential hmm. um so this what happened to me this is very uh secret and i should keep it confidential but if i don't then the nature of his his mercy will not be known his power and his mercy it's a story about the power and the mercy of nidananda prabhu both hmm? and how it played out personally in his life both um in the way it externally manifest and internally manifest in his uh antakaran his inner world hmm? and um then to bring that out that story and tell it to the world is it's something one, one will have to do with with caution if at all but it might not be um um go under appreciated or uh, one might not be subject to the biblic biblical um mandate of not uh, casting pearls before swine something like that so as i often say i love uh, s- uh, seeks to distribute itself and at the same time has to hide itself it realizes uh, often more often than not uh, so with some risk he says uh, i shouldn't do this nartam takur tells us that uh, one should not reveal one's bhajan it's like bhava it's like a flame like a you know that you have to protect it and to cultivate it till it turns into a fire and then it just it has to come out you can't you can't contain it at which time krishna covers your mouth and takes you back to him you know that about me he says so enough goodness 
So, nonetheless, he's he's coming out with his with his story. He says, "Oh Lord Nityananda, I write of your mercy out of great exultation. Please forgive me for my offense." Abhuduta Gosanir, ek pritya premadham miniketan ramdas hoy tananam. He said that the Abhudut Gosai, he, here he's referring to Nityananda Prabhu. The word Abhudut means Abhuduta. Uh, Sri Swami has commented on it in the Bhagavatam, the third canto, I believe. He says it means one who is um, um, not concerned for his, his or her body. You might translate it who is unconcerned. Well, same thing, I guess. Not concerned, unconcerned, who's unaware of one's body, practically. That's the measure of unconcern. Doesn't know they have one, uh, or they're not sure. Um, uh, so, Nityananda Prabhu, we, we know from the authoritative statements of many of his uh, of biographers that uh, he was uh, very... Um, um, he, his 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 brain was worn on his sleeve, so to speak, and uh, and which is uncommon that his inner Golok life it played out in his apparent sadaka deha in a way that it was easy to tell that he was absorbed in, in sakya prem sakyarati. Hmm? I mean, he acted like a like a coward at times, drinking milk from directly from the teats of cows and. And uh, and so forth. His associates as well. It's rather uncommon. Uh, many descriptions of them, the the, uh, the Dwadasagopals and and the and and their decorations also, the way they dressed themselves and carried flutes and sticks and, and so forth. So these are some descriptions. They're also uh, their their learning, their 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 devotion, their real ornamentation. In the form of their trembling and tears, herpilation and so forth, uh, as well their scholarship, um, um, and uh, so it appears at a, that at times their bhava got the best of them, hmm? and uh, they appeared in this way mystically also. Associates of Nityananda, Nityananda Prabhu, too, Krishnadas, as we'll hear. Um, dressed up like coward boys and acting as such in a mystical experience hmm, that um, in which he was blessed to go to Vrindavan. So, like Nityananda Prabhu, so his associates is the point here. And so he he mentions Abhudu Gosai, Nityananda Prabhu, who he refers to as Abhudu Gosai. The reason, in one sense, that he's using the term Abhidh Gosai, although it applies to Nityananda Prabhu, is that it also applies to who he's introducing here, the associate of Nityananda Prabhu, Sri Miniketana Ramdas. Sri Miniketana Ramdas, Kijai. Hmm? He was also an extraordinary Avadut, how he kept himself, how he couldn't keep himself contained, so to speak. He could not contain his bhava. Narutam tells us we should contain it, but it becomes uncontainable at a certain point. And as I say, these associates of Nityananda Prabhu are a very good example of that. Um, so, Miniket and Aramdas uh, is, 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 is among them. So it's appropriate that um, 
Kaviraj uh, Goswami here uh, refers to Nityananda Prabhu as Abhudut Gosai and then begins to speak about Miniketana Ramdas. He's a type of Ramdas. Miniketan. Miniketan means um, it means fish flag. Fish flag Ramdas. <laughs> so <laughs> some explanation may be in order. <laughs> um, you know that the uh, many gods and goddesses um, personifications of of everything, of all emotions and whatnot, yeah, we find in, in Hinduism. And uh, they have their dress attire, their carriers, and often their banners or flags. So there's one who uh, f- uh, flies on a, on a parrot, rides on a parrot, right, with five arrows, and he has the flag of the fish that's Kamdev, Kamadev, the Cupid of, of Hinduism, Kamdev, very, very old god, if you will, <laughs> been around forever, right? Kamdev. Uh, so the idea, of course, is that the, the fish, um, it, um, it has something to do with with uh, representing calm, you know, in the, in Christianity they have the fish, right? They have the two fish. You wonder why that is. Historically, it's uh, it was uh, a symbol that the early Christians adopted um, to secretly um, identify themselves and others in the group, leaving signs behind, signatures or something like that. Rather than the cross, which has come to be more popular, the crucifixion of the Christ and so forth, but in those times they couldn't outwardly do that because they were being persecuted. So they adopted the fish symbol. It may have had to do with the idea that Jesus was a fisher of men, not a fisherman, but a fisher of men and women and uh, tried to catch them in his prema mahajal, his net of the love of God, hmm? right? <laughs> um, uh, so it was a kind of a secret, a sacred symbol for the Christians. And um, there may be more to the secret than... Um, then meets the eye at first, because if we take it, and it's taken from the pagan culture, hmm, which Hinduism would be considered um, as, as, as well from the strict uh, Christian, how you say, proselytization uh, that began in, in Europe and extended beyond that. They wanted to do away, you know, wanted to do away with all the minor miracles, trump them with the one huge miracle returning from the dead, which made all the shamans look like like not the main act when it comes to miracles and so forth. So this miracle was the miracle to close down all miracles. Of course, it didn't fly too well in India, because <laughs> all kinds of people come back from the dead there, yogis burying themselves and coming back and so on and so forth. So they met their match with miracle matching there to some extent, it never, you know, took got a lot of much traction there 
uh, in India. But um, but the fish sign is there also, and the fish sign in India has some parallel with the pagan fish sign in um, in Europe. Hmm? It's a uh, it it has a, uh, a sexual connotation, so uh, it's a it's a it's a religious symbol for the Christians that they don't realize. Perhaps some of the early Christians didn't. That has a that speaks of of the uh, transcendental eroticism hmm, that we find in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, maybe in some small uh, corners of Christianity too in Europe, isn't it? Some of the saints. Hmm. So, this is the specialty of Gaudiya Vaishnav, the transcendental eroticism, the Madhurya Rasa, right? Bhaktivinoda Thakur used to say, and in Christianity we have the the, the Dasya Rasa, and we have the Sakya Rasa, brotherly love, and so forth. But the Gaudiya Vaishnavism agreeing with this, and so, <laughs> is uh, also bringing the Madhurya Rasa. Hmm. Yeah, this is the, their main thing, and so forth. This is a way in which he tried to be very... Um, or was very broad in his, his outlook and inclusive, if you will, of of divinity, hmm? wherever it manifests and honoring it, uh, and so forth. So, um, so the fish up, it's like uh, it's like two uh, crescent crescent moons. How would you do that? Like like that, right? Something like that. So it's meant to represent the yoni, hmm? the inside. Like this and like this, to tail the fish like this, and then the inside like this. So it's a, and it's just, and of course, appropriately, it's in the flag of Cupid or Kamdev, is the point. Um, uh, but the, uh, <laughs> Kamdev, of course, is also, um, it's a long story in the Puranas, many of them about Kamdev and his birth and, and, and Rati, Kamdev and Rati, the, uh, the wife of. Of of Kamdev, hmm. Rati means love here. Um, um, so erotic love, and the god of love, erotic love. Um, you know that in uh, the story comes into the Bhagavad Purana where Krishna has a son hmm, with Rukmini. His name is Pradyumna, and uh, I think he gets stolen and thrown into the ocean with there were crocodiles into the river, and he's swallowed by a fish. Who seeks to protect him, and then the fish is later caught, hmm? put on the table for dinner, uh, opened up, and there's a baby inside, and and the mother brings up the baby, only to find out she has an erotic um, feeling for him. Can't figure that out, only to find out that in the previous life, she was his wife. She's Rati, and this is Kamdev, and so on and so forth, and so he 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 rebuffs her, but then it's revealed, and it's a long story. And so Cupid, Pradyumna, the Pradyumna hmm, of the Chaturvyuha, the son of uh, Krishna and Rukmini, is tied to Cupid. And in the Brajalila, this Chaturvyuha, Sankarshan, Balaram, Vasudeva, uh, Krishna, Pradyumna, and Niruda that we see in Dwarka, they're also manifest in the Braj. So that Ujbal Saka is identified with, with, uh, with Kamdev, really, with Cupid. Hmm? Ujvalsaka. He said, he said to make the whole of Krishna's romantic life go round. Ujval Nilwani, Vishwanath uh, says that Madhurasa, which the book is about, romantic love of God, personified 
takes the form of a pre-anarmous haka, hmm? and whose intrigues and, and so forth make the whole thing happen, hmm? facilitate the whole affair. So, with, with Ramdas, he's a great devotee of Nityananda Prabhu, and his name is Miniketana. So from that we we can draw he had some some participation, if you will, in the Brajlila in terms of his Gopa identity, his Gopavesh, with the romantic affairs of Krishna facilitating them. So he's he's got his nickname that, that distinguishes him from other Ramdases. You know, we have Abhiram Das also, the Sri Dham. This is Miniketana Ram Das, who's uh, who's you can say who, whose whose Ras is is imbued with or influenced by Madurasa as well. One of those types of cowherds. So a very special uh, person. Another example of this type of of um, um, Sakya Rati that keeps coming up in the in the history of of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So he describes him here as a as a as a as a um, prema dham, an abode of prema itself. And so, um, and he introduced him, he goes on with the story. This is a confidential story he's telling. He was in his house, uh, the house of his brother Shamdas, and there was a, uh, there was a uh, sadhusanga going on there. 24-hour kirtan was being held hmm, in the house of Shamdas. So many people were assembling, and Miniketana Ramdas was somehow got an invitation, got word of it, and so he came there. And coming into the into the, there's a this is a beautiful description of him here in the poetry, the Bengali poetry of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, that describes really his his appearance and the, and the fact that he he's kind of playing out what he says here that he was an abode of Prem. He came in carrying a flute and. Um, and upon seeing him, people would fall and pay obeisances, pay, pay their obeisance to him, and he would climb on top of them. Hmm? Hmm? They'd bow down, and he'd climb on top of them, and jump around, and 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 his and from his eyes, constantly like like the like the like the source of the Ganga, tears would pour out, and upon seeing him, looking in his eyes. Tears would pour from the eyes of everyone else. Hmm? Just seeing his tears, tears would come to your eyes. Hmm? And on his body, hmm? his, his one arm trembling, hmm? uh, hair standing on end, so many different ecstatic symptoms all described by Krishna all at once. It's just a very uh, staggering uh, description. Absorbed in emotional love, he sat in my courtyard. All the Vaishnavas bowed down to his feet. In a joyful mood of love, he sometimes climbed upon the shoulder of someone offering obeisances. And sometimes he struck others with his flute and mildly slapped them. When someone saw the eyes of Ramdas, tears would automatically flow from their own eyes flow from their own eyes. For a constant shower of tears flowed from the eyes of Miniketan Ramdas. Sometimes there were eruptions of ecstasy like kadamba flowers on some parts of his body, and sometimes one limb would, one would be stunned while another would be trembling. Whenever he shouted the name of Nityananda, people around him were filled with great wonder and astonishment. Miniketan Ramdas Kijai. He would shout, Nityananda, Nityananda, like this. Hmm? 
and people were filled with with chamatkar, wonder, amazement. This is the very chamatkar, the basis of of the emotional experience of rasa. It rises of chamatkar. Meanwhile, the the uh, pujari was offering the arati to the deity, and he did not acknowledge the entrance of Ramdas into the um, into the into the uh, festival, the courtyard, and so forth. And this was marked by by Krishnadas and by Ramdas also. In I should mention that in um, the work of Kavi Karnapur, who is the original uh, author of the who's who of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. There are a few who who's, who's a who, they follow the lead of, of uh, Kavi Karnapur. It means to say who in amongst Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates, who were they in the previous Leela, in Krishna Leela? So Miniketana is mentioned there. Hmm? It's mentioned in the context of describing some of the some of the associates of Balaram, um, but um, without saying who he is in particular, let's say, uh, as a gopa, he said that Kavikarnapur says he was invested with the power of Sankarshan, so it means a, a, a powerful um, form of, uh, of Balaram. So he was like, a, like an uh, invested with the Avesh, Nityananda Avesh, Sankarshan Avesh. So the the point being here that that there was a likeness in divinity between himself and Nityananda um, in a way that was other devotees of Nityananda. There was not a likeness. There was an empowerment within him. Of there was an avesh extended to him that made Nityananda personally more uh, present within. Um, Ram Das. So because of this, Kavi Karnapur has mentioned this aspect of him hmm? and neglected to say, and he's so-and-so in Vrindavan, he's saying that this is who he was. He was another Nityananda, so to speak, hmm? if you will. And he acted as such in this particular story as well, because when he saw that the Gunanava Mishra, the Pujari in the house of Shandas, Krishnadas's brother, ignored him he understood by what he said. What did he say? Ah, he said, and here we have another Romaharshan. So immediately, we're, by the grace of Miniketan Rams, we're transported to the Bhagavatam, and Balaram's unwillingness to participate in the, um, in the, in the, in the Kurukshetra War hmm, that was brewing, right? Hmm. And what did he do? He went traveling on pil- south on pilgrimage, as Nittai himself did, went on pilgrimage, right? And um, and when Balaram came south to the, uh, to the, or when he came to the, he traveled all over India, but when he came to the um, Naimisharanya, hmm? Naimisharanya, where nobody blinks, pays close attention, the Puranas were being recited by Romaharshan, when Balaram came there, he was sitting on the esteemed seat, Ramaharshan. He didn't acknowledge uh, that Balaram himself, the god that was present. And so Balaram took exception. Like, what kind of speaker 
of the scriptures are you when you when the Godhead Himself becomes comes before you, and you think that uh, you shouldn't show any respect. So he wanted to set a standard as to who would be the speaker of the Bhagavatam that have some qualification, some character, right? And so he was misrepresenting. So Balaram took him off the, the throne in no uncertain terms and replaced him with his son, the, the Ramaharshan Sutta, who, the Sutta Goswami, who became uh, the eventual speaker, re-speaker of the Bhagavatam after he heard it from Sukadeva in the crowd where he was present, speaking it, as where Sukadeva was speaking to uh, Suk- to uh, Prichit Maharaj, Sutta Goswami Kishai. Right? So, so, uh, you know, not just anyone can speak the Bhagavatam right? or the Purana. It's a form of kirtan, actually. So we put a qualified person in. Sutta Goswami's qualification is so clear when he begins to speak Bhagavatam. How he glorifies Sukadeva Goswami. Such beautiful verses. Hmm? He begins to, you know, he, 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 the questions are asked by the sages and so forth. And when Sukadeva, when Sutta Goswami begins to speak, and with one or two beautiful, beautiful verses about the extraordinary position of Sukadeva Goswami. Very, very beautiful. So he was well situated uh, uh, and with deference to those who came before them and knowing full well that his power to speak was dependent. And this is one of the reasons I wanted to discuss this, and, and, and I, I feel a little inspired, thanks to Bumsi Das's help, to, to maybe give some more at length. Uh, I've talked about many of our sadhus on the different days, commemorating their appearances and disappearances, but maybe uh, uh, go on, go, in, go into some more length, the depth of, of this. That it's very important. We have a principle uh, that if we please our guru, then the guru parampara is pleased, right? Many years ago, there was a disciple of, ba- of um, Bhakti Tirtha Maharaj, Bhakti Tirtha Maharaj, who recently passed away, the Mongol Maharaj, uh, who as a brahmachari, Prabhupada wanted to bring to the United States, knew him and, and he had some correspondence with him. Some of you may remember, Prabhupada was looking for any any pair of hands and legs to help him and assist him. So he wrote to Mongol Maharaj and said, well, you know, why don't you come to America? He said, well, I have to get permission from my Guru Maharaj and this and that and so forth. So at any rate, um, many years later I did meet that uh, Mongol Maharaj and he had uh, told me he was very proud of something that he had done, and appropriately so. Uh, he had written an article in which he reversed out this idea, which is the idea being that if you please your guru, then the guru parampara is pleased. He wrote an article, if you please the guru parampara, your guru will be pleased. And it was very pleasing to his guru, <laughs> the article, that way of also looking at it and so forth. So it's very important um, in, in a sense because there has been a tendency in modern times for persons to glorify their gurus independent almost of the guru parampara, almost like separate them from that guru parampara. So if they like started out, you know, on their own and they've overshadowed everyone who's come before them and so forth. Certainly Prabhupada never taught like that, that he was overshadowing everyone and what he said now took precedence over what anybody had ever said in the past. Rather he taught us that whatever he said the veracity of it, the power of it, the truth of it, the uh, derived from it being a accurate representation of what had come before him, 
uh, that being the the teachings of the founding founding the founding acharyas of the sampradaya. It's one thing to be a founding acharya of an institution, another thing to be a founding acharya of the sampradaya. And Krishnadas is like the last of the founding acharyas hmm? in the group that that formed the sampradaya. They were the architects of the sampradaya. The last of them. His contribution is, is, is as we'll see, is just you know, is staggering, absolutely staggering. And we can say that about so many acharya. We can say it about Prabhupada. We can say it about Bhaktisiddhanta. We can say it about the Swami and that one and so forth. And it's all 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 true. But uh, but and if you just look at what they actually did, there's enough there to you know keep you busy and 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 and, and, and give a very um, compelling. Uh, glorification. You just have to collect, the, collect it up, and you don't have to add to it. Is what I'm saying. Hmm? Mahaprabhu moved different disciples and continues to do so in different ways, and to in his uh, extension of his dispensation. Hmm? And it's important to identify, just as we did in the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. Rupa did this, Sanatana excelled in this, Raghunath Das in this, Krishnadas Kaviraj in this way, Vrindavan Das in this way. So as we go forward, we all have some small contribution to make. He did this, she did that. It's important to understand it accurately, and and if it's real and spiritual, then it would be very powerful to speak about it in that way. So we don't want to look at our guru independent of the of the parampara. So he did this reverse out. It was kind of a, a cute thing. If the guru parampara is pleased, then the Guru will be pleased. Hmm. And it's true. Um, so, uh, at any rate, Ramdas has uh, instructed that, uh, that uh, somewhat along these lines here, that uh, uh, the example of Ramarsan, right, uh, and the father of Ramarsan Sutta, he didn't have proper regard for where the power to uh, speak about divinity comes from when it came before him. Um, so he kind of set himself up as an independent light, if you will, and in doing so, pulled out the plug, so to speak. Um, so so Malaram unscrewed him, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> plugged back in and put somebody else on, on the seat, and then again, luminosity. And that luminosity of Sutta Goswami is very much played out in the Bhagavatam, which is his main, of course, uh, contribution, speaking to the sages of Namisharanya, and, as I say, appropriately so, with very um, accurate and deeply felt glorification of the Siksha Guru, who took precedence in his life, Sutta Goswami, because he, from whom he heard, in the presence of whom he heard, the discourse of Sukadev to Parikshit Maharaj. Hmm? So, Anyway, Miniketan Ramdas, now he's manifesting the Avesh in a very prominent way of, of, of Nityananda Prabhu and saying, and that, that we, here we find another Omaharsan Sutta. In other words, Nityananda Prabhu is Balaram himself. He's, he's standing in the audience and you are ignoring him hmm, and disrespecting him. I was speaking with um, beloved um, Devahuti, Devahuti Kijaya. And uh, she was saying that it's said in Madhurya Kadambani that if you ha- are, um, what was the word she used, uh, indifferent 
to a devotee, then it's an offense. And so she said, I have so much indifference to so many devotees, I don't want to be around them sometimes. I really like Sumadhi, but sometimes I need my own space. And so I'm, whenever, I, whenever I need my own space, then I'm indifferent and I'm committing Vaishnava Parad, what is my future, and so forth. And I said, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> she said, and Mahara read it too, and I, we, we discussed it, you know. And so I, I explained to her that this is, the idea behind this is that if a Miniketan Ramdas comes, hmm, if an Uttam Bhagwat comes to your community, to the town you live in, something like that, and you show indifference to him or her, uh, you know, I've got something better to do tonight or something like that. Because of that devotee's exalted position, what to speak of outwardly offending such a person, having malice towards them or something like that, just being indifferent can constitute, would be a, a minor offense, but to a superlative person, then there can be a minor expense, offense that wouldn't show up to Sumanti, right? Krishna won't take offense if Devahuti needs a little space every now and then from you, and vice, and vice versa. So it's a, it's a, and there are, there are examples of this in, in history. Great devotees coming to town, not taking advantage, showing indifference, and the results of uh, Vaishnava of, of Aparad showing up. So, I mean, think of it. This is a person communicating around. The other people in the audience are looking at him weeping. And this guy's like not bothering to look at him, I guess, uh, and uh, showing indifference in, in, in the least. So, Minikaitan Dham, this is not kind of characteristic of a devotee to say, I've been offended here, right? But the point being, of course, we're drawing from Kavi Karnapur that he had the Avesh of Sankarshan, hmm? Ram, Nityananda Ram, hmm? and Sankarshan. And so, fully representing Nityananda Prabhu, he felt Nityananda Prabhu is, Balaram is not being uh, honored in this assembly of Vaishnavas, of Kirtan, and so forth. So what, is the, what is the use of that? Some discussion ensued between Krishna Das and his brother Sham Das, some argument. And the result of it was that it came out that Sham Das, not our Sham Das, but <laughs> the, the, um, the brother of Krishnadas had respect for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but he did not have regard for Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? And so, uh, when this was understood fully by Ramdas, he broke his, his flute like this and left the assembly. And Krishnadas said to his brother, You will fall down and you will lose everything for this, and I'm not staying here anymore. Hmm. So he, 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 this is his family, you have to understand. This is his family house, his brother's house, he's staying, he was living there. He left that. He said, this is how you feel towards Nityananda Prabhu, you're not my brother. Hmm. Yeah. So this kind of conviction, what, what first, the first part of the story, what it shows is the power of Nityananda Prabhu, because as Krishnadas relates, shortly thereafter, his brother fell down from whatever his position was in society, maybe from a caste point of view, lost his caste, uh, or uh, obviously from a spiritual point of view as well, how well spiritually he was situated to fall from his, 
in the first place is another thing, but um, somehow in his life he acquired very quickly a fallen, uh, blemished uh, status in the community. And this, Krishna says, see the power of Nityananda. That's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took such, went to such extremes on so many occasions to point out the uh, exalted position of Nityananda Prabhu, who acted in ways that were hard to understand. They were way, way beyond the Varnashram system, which is the social system of how you conduct yourself, how you act, and so forth. And you don't show up naked in your copans at a social gathering and without people thinking, this guy is like, you know, you know, crazy. And so on such occasions, Nityananda would take a portion of his, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took a portion of his, his copan and tore it up and gave it to people in the audience quickly and said, put this around your neck and your senses will be controlled. You'll control your senses if you wear this around your neck. Because they thought, this guy's senses are a little uncontrolled. <laughs> you know, here he has shown up practically naked at the party. You know, what's going on? So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this would happen, these kind of things, because he's Abhadut Gosai, right? Hmm? Uh, un- unaware that he has a body, practically. Hmm? Uh, or if he does, it's a it's a body of a coward, hmm? and he's young, and you know, a young guy shows up, a kid shows up like that, not a big deal. Right? So, <laughs> so, uh, so the the first part of the story is that the power of Nityananda Prabhu, that by by indifference to Nityananda, which as it turns out, Shama said he had a little more of indifference. He had developed a, some type of theology, uh, which constituted. Uh, uh, Gore Bhakti, that on the other flip side of the coin was uh, offense to to Nityananda Prabhu. And these two, Vande Sri Krishna Chaitanya and Nityananda, Saha Udito, they go together, Saha, together, coming. Hmm? You can't have one without the other. I mean, we're seeing, as, as I said earlier, Nityananda Prabhu was giving us Chaitanya Bhagavad, Nityananda Prabhu was giving us uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita. He is so big, it's so his position is so huge in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Even, even as he, one sense, plays a subordinate role, assisting others in pursuing the Madhurya Rasa, which is not his own. His, his position is just uh, you, you can't get can't get around it. It really it it, it the Goswamis are very small in comparison to Nityananda Prabhu. He's Bhagwan. <laughs> He, he, he's, he's Krishna in, in, in just about every way. Hmm? A little emotionally different in, in its emotional content, but the power. Hmm? So, first the power, and then the mercy of Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? This is the second part. And this is like more the, the secret that he now confesses. Because he left that place, his brother's home. This is a big, a big thing, you know. I mean, this isn't like the modern time. You just hop on a bus and go across town or something like that, you know. This, he left the house, and where he slept tonight, who could say, but Nityananda Prabhu came to him in a dream. Hmm? Hmm? So, uh, these, 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 this was not an ordinary dream. In Vedanta Sutra, we find of, of Govinda Bhasha, the commentary of Baladi Bhutan, that there are instances in which mantras are, trans, uh, are transmitted th- through dream. So there are kinds of dreams in which there is spiritual transmission. Hmm? 
there are some histories of this and so forth. It's acknowledged in the sutras, forgive me for getting the exact sutra that he draws from to make that um, commentary. Bhakti Siddhanta got Sanyas Mantra in a dream from um, Gorkishwaras Babaji. I've heard some people say, oh, who cares whether you got a dream? Hmm? So there are special kinds of dreams, the sutras say. And there are instances in which, I mean, it's right there. What, what, what kind of a student are you? Don't you yeah, do this about, the, about Bhakti Siddhanta's statement. I got it in a dream. He told one so-called Siddhababu, who challenged me, well, then, but still you should, then you should also find someone to formally, externally give that to you as well. Hmm? It was dismissed by Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsi Thakur. He dismissed the dream. What is your you know, what, what is your understanding of Gaudiya Vaishnavism? In the seminal book, the original book of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, what do we find? Hmm? That the Gopal mantra is transmitted in a dream, isn't it? Hmm? Was it uh, Jana Sharma got in a, in a dream that the, the Mathura Brahman, who became the disciple of Gopu Kumar, hmm? or was it Gopu Kumar? Maybe it was Gopu Kumar. Anyway, one of them telling the story. He got the the, the mantra from from Durga, hmm? who's a manifestation of Radha, hmm? and then Radha sent Gopakumar, what's his name, Sarupa, uh, also directly after that uh, Mathura Brahman. So it's a prominent example in our own Sampradaya. Such things are possible. Hmm? So not every dream, some dreams and most dreams are just things that you've done in the day, you've been absorbed in, and they come in different ways in the mind and so forth and so on. Um, but there are special dreams. Hmm? So Krishna had this kind of dream, and the way in which he responded to the dream speaks to us of its 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 spiritual power or it, be, it being an example of Nityananda Prabhu's mercy. It, it, this, is, this is the, as I say, we don't know much about his life, but we know this about his life, and we know everything about his life worth knowing. This is the one story he told, and it tells everything. Nityananda Prabhu came to him in a dream with his associates chanting Krishna, Krishna, jumping and decorated like cowherd boys and so forth. And, and Nityananda Prabhu told him, get up and go to Vrindavan and all your desires will be fulfilled. So, Arukabe nitai chander karno hoyive sangsara vasanamor kabe tu chabe. You gave up your house. So I let you in my house. You come and live in my house. Narutam Thakur, in the song we sang, that we prefaced our discussion with, he says, Taking shelter of Nityananda Prabhu, and all the material desires are relieved, removed, one's free from samsara, and now one has real access. Vishaya Chadiya Kabe Shudahabe Man. Hmm. Uh, anyway, Chadiya, Vishaya Chadiya, having Chadiya, given up Vishai, sense gratification, being free from samsara, go live in Vrindavan. He got commissioned, you know, he sent by tell him I sent you. Hmm. Balaram himself sent you. I'm the I'm the, I'm the deity behind the Sandini Shakti. I manifest the Dham. Hmm? And all the forms there are manifestations of the Shakti that I preside over. I say go there. What happens when you go there? On my recommendation, 
on my word. Tell him I sent you. When and he he got up and he didn't think twice. He just went to Vrindavan. And there he said, oh, "You realize everything, all your desires will be fulfilled." So he went to Vrindavan, and he was, of course, there. He had the privilege that no other author of the uh, uh, narrative of the life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had. He had the advantage to be, first of all, fully blessed by Nityananda Prabhu. It said also in some texts that at the beginning of his life, early on in Jamatpur, Nityananda Prabhu came there. Krishnadas is born, we don't know for sure, somewhere between one or two, two and a half decades after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So in, in West Bengal, Nityananda Prabhu was doing most of the preaching. He came apparently to Jamatpur. Some people say he gave initiation to Krishnadas. Hmm? But later evidence uh, from Krishnadas himself in Chaitanya Charitamrita at the end contradicts that. But we can resolve the two, hmm? uh, perhaps, it's a, it's a conjecture, that that he, he was blessed to chant the holy name, hmm? Hare Krishna mantra that, that Mahaprabhu Shichitana mandated that his, his students chant by Nityananda Ram, and later he received the diksha from, as his, for his own admission, from Raghunathas Goswami. Raghunathas Goswami Kijai, who received the blessing of Nityananda Prabhu hmm? to get Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's association, which he did in Jagannath Puri under the tutelage, under the care of Srupa Damodar, and who collected the notes of Srupa Damodar, made his own notes, and in Vrindavan gave those to Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. There in Vrindavan, Krishnadas had this advantage that no other uh, author had. He had first the blessing of Nityananda, we find that. Everybody acknowledges the blessing of Nityananda to, to do their work and so forth. But there he also had the association of all the six Goswamis, hmm? and Lokanath Goswami, and Bhugarbha Goswami. He came under the tutelage of all of them. Hmm? He's got this like perfect blend. He's got the whole Bengal side of Gaudiya Vaishnavism started inaugurated by Nityananda Prabhu's boldness before there were any books written by the Goswamis. Hmm? Right? And he started the Sampradaya with his, with his what is his statement? Bajagauranga kahagauranga lahagauranga enamare ye janagauranga bhaje seyamar pranare Pujabhat Sridhamarsh put it like this that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Nityananda, tell everybody, worship Krishna, chant the name of Krishna, give the teachings of Krishna. And Nityananda Prabhu said, ha, his age is gone. It's, it's your age. I will tell them, chant the name of Gauranga, worship Gauranga, follow the teachings of Gauranga. And anybody who worships Gauranga is purchased by me. He made this kind of statement and people thought, hmm, we could be purchased by, by him. I mean, we, 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 could, we, we could fully have his whole blessing out. <laughs> Jai go or Jai go. <laughs> Such was his power. There was no books, you, you know, really, of the Goswamis, no, no Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Brihat Bhagavatamrita, commentaries on Bhagavad Gita or anything. It was just the power of Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? And, they, and it was considerable. So they wanted, if he says that, that we can be purchased by him, that he, he's in our pocket, you know, uh, watching out for us, and we'll worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's how it all started. Meanwhile, in Vrindavan, something was percolating. How do we know what was going on in Vrindavan? 
How do we know what was happening in Vrindavan? Why is Rupa Goswami important? Why is Sanatana Goswami important? Why do we think of them the way we do? There's one reason why we do, and that is Chaitanya Charitamrita. That's why. Hmm? That Rupa Goswami was taught at Prayag, that Sanatana Goswami was taught at, uh, at um, uh, Banaras, hmm? and so on and so forth. What was taught, the essence of that. It's all coming from Krishnadas. We want to know about this. He went to Vrindavan, he had the grace of Nityananda Prabhu, and now he got the shelter of all the Goswamis there. And, and in due course, the main, the main, the book, Goswamis were writing their books. They were, according to Krishnadas, right? Mahaprabhu told them to write these books, told them to um, establish the places of Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan, uh, to establish the, the, uh, the, um, uh, what is the character and the conduct of the Vaishnavas in books like Hari Bhakti Vilas and so forth. What are the, the, the practices of Gaudiya Vaishnavas? We, we know this because Krishnadas says, hmm. he heard from them what they said, how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu interacted with them, hmm. And he was a very, very good student of their books. We see in his own writing that, first of all, he's a Parma Rasika, Prema Bhakta, and he knows the Shruti, he knows the Smriti texts very well. He knows Nyaya. He was familiar entirely with with the Jyotish Vedanga hmm, of uh, astrology. And astronomy, <laughs> and uh, uh, Sanskrit uh, expert, um, he was dubbed Kabiraj by Jiva Goswami for his work Govindalilamrita, which was prior to Chaitanya Charitamrita. But in Chaitanya Charitamrita, we find all these attributes. We find he was a, he's a prema bhakta. He's uh, what taste he has. His humility is, is is comes out after the story. In this story, when he, after he tells the stories. He speaks so humbly about himself that it's embarrassing. Hmm? I'm lower than a worm in the stool. If people chant my name, they'll become um, impious. If they hear my name, they'll lose their piety. Hmm? This is how he felt about himself. Very very insignificant and very blessed. He felt his, his exalted position was entirely a, a, a blessing. It had nothing to do with his own abilities. This is how we actually feel when we advance in bhakti. I've given an example. If you fall in a well, you know, an old dried up well in the forest, let's say, you go down deep, how will you get out? If you fall in a well, a dry well, a well that's gone dry, and you go fall down like 30 feet and you're in the forest, how will you get out? Right, you will call out to someone. Someone will come with a rope and throw it to you, and they'll say, hold on to the rope. And then they will pull you up. And what, what will you say when you got to the top? I sure held that well, rope well, good. You know, you say thank you, thank you. It's all due to you. I would be stuck in the well, but you do have to hold on to the rope. But still, hmm, that seems insignificant. The effort that we make seems insignificant in comparison to the grace that we receive, the opportunity, the fortune, and so forth. The Krishna is such a good example of this in the story. So he, all these, all his expertise is it's, it's incredible. Uh, his actual qualities and abilities and so forth, and he has you know he gives no acknowledgement. We acknowledge them. Hmm? 
again, a Jyotish, a, a logician, uh, a uh, uh, Sanskritist, uh, familiar with the Shruti, the Smriti, the Puranas, Itihasas, and a cook, I mean, a culinary expert, his descriptions of the feasts and the, the various preparations and so forth. Uh, you must have learned all that from Raghunath Bhatta Goswami. He was the cook. Didn't have time to write a book. The only one of the Goswamis, I believe, he didn't write anything because he was too busy cooking for Radha Govinda and singing the Bhagavatam to the Goswamis in five different tunes. Hmm? And if he didn't have enough ingredients to cook the thing that was on his mind, he would cook it in his mind. Hmm? Cook it in his mind and offer it. And when people ate what he offered, they'd, they'd also taste the other things that were in the, his mind of his offering. He had no time to write. Hmm? This is Raghunath Bhattu Goswami. Raghunath Bhattu Goswami, Gijai. You think Krishna must have learned cooking from him. He mentions all these preparations and things in here. Great detail for the feasts that Shaitanya Mahaprabhu observed. Hmm? Also, we have this advantage of all the Goswamis of Vrindavan, all of their association. Hmm? And then in the end, as they passed on and so forth, and he mentions it in his book, how he associated with Sanatana Rupa Goswami. He got initiated by Raghunathas Goswami. Hmm? In the end, he was blessed to write further on the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu than um, Vrindavan Das did, with some emphasis on the Antya and Madhya Lila. Really, the emphasis of Chaitanya Charitamrita is the Madhya Lila. This is the main, uh, well, the, the focus. Antya Lila is important. The Adi Lila is important. Adi Lila is given in detail and, and more played out by Vrindavan Das in his work, Chaitanya Bhagavat. Anti Leela is like, you should hear about it, but you got to get there to take advantage of it. You have to go where the Madhya Leela teaches you to go, how to go there, to be able to really participate in what the Anti Leela is. This was happening in the song we sang. Narutama sing, Gauranga Bulite Hobe Pulaka Shari, Hari Hari Bulite Nayane Bhavanir. This is, the, this is, this is the, what Mahaprabhu experienced in the Gambira. Narottam is singing about what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is. Therefore, Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam stapitam yena butale svayam rupakadamayam dadati svapadantikam. And it happened. That's the point. This is Narottam's prayer. Whoa, when will that, that happen to me? Rupa Goswami, you'll give me the blessing hmm? that, the, that, that, that it will appear in my heart what is your feeling. Hmm? Uh, 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 for uh, what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is about, hmm? your 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 perspective, hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is realizing what he's about in the Gambira. He's stepping into the dress of Radha. Hmm? That's what's happening, and in in in, 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 in Nartam, he's singing about what all this in the Gambira, Goranga. Hmm? When will I? When it will happen to me? What happened to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? When will Rupa Goswami bless me? That, I, that his understanding of what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is about will come in my heart. It's happening. This 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 song is an outpouring of that. He's, he's understanding. He understands how Vrindavan Das, how Krishna Das got where he was going. Hmm? Got the blessing in the Tinanda Prabhu. 
He got then he got one different entered Vrindavan. There he got the association of Rup and Raghunath hmm, and all the Goswamis. Hmm. And then he attained his, the, 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 the exalted position of Kasturi Manjari. Hmm. When we look at him as from a sadaka siddha perspective, although he's an Indian siddha. Hmm. Yeah. So Auntie Leela, you know, they're beautiful stories and we should read them and so forth, but but if you, you, to take advantage of it, it's like, it's like, how can you teach what love is? I say, if your daughter asks you, what does it mean, mommy, to fall in love? You know, what are you going to say? <laughs> how can you possibly... Until she finds somebody and gets a crush on them, then, then everything's understood. No words are necessary anymore. And nothing can be said about it. Oh, I got it. That's what it's like. Oh. It's just a swoon is what it is. You can't make sense out of it, right? You can't. Love knows no reason. This is love of God. Bhava. Prem. Inantilila. Very deep. He's stepping into Radha Bhava. You can hear about it hear some of the songs that he heard, some verses, what happened to him externally, but there's not a teaching what, what you should do there, per se. What you should do is what's taught in the, in the Madhya Leela. And then, Kirtana Prabhavi, Smarana Subhavi. Right? And that is the Kirtan, Nam Kirtan, dissemination of the teachings and so forth. This is Madhya Leela. Krishnas himself says in the beginning of this book, in the beginning of his Leela narrative, introduction, he says, this book is mainly about the Madhya Leela. This is the main part of the book. And of course, it's the most chapters. Madhya Leela is the way. This and this is what Krishnas was asked to write about. When it said, when they said, write about the later pastimes in Jagannath Puri that were, notes were taken by Sarup Damanur and Raghunathas Goswami, your guru, Hmm? Right about that. They're meaning also, as we can see, because we did it, he knew what they wanted. Right about the Madhya Leela, right about the way. Hmm? The way to get there. Hmm? Show us the way. Contain the, so in, in essence, he contained the teachings of Rupa, of Sanatana Goswami, Jiva Goswami. Hmm? I told before, when I first, I was one of the first people outside of India to read the Chaitanya Charitamrita. It was sent to me hot off the press. There were like a few advanced copies that had the gold, what do they call that, gold stamping? Gilding around the edges that, the only, that they sent to Prabhupada. Like they had a few copies like that and a few other, uh, like of the governing body commissioners in Prabhupada's movement. I was, I was not one of those. Um, um, what year did this come out? So I was not in sannyasi yet, but I got a copy. <laughs> I had an inside track, right? So I had a guy on the press, the guy in charge of the press, and I was out in the field selling the books. So he was sending them to me, and then I was reading them in a small gambira. Hmm? Gambira means deep. That's the name of the room that uh, that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu lived in, a very small room with a very big idea. And I was staying in this very small, in a closet, really, a walk-in closet in the Chicago Temple, which was an old YMCA. There was still a pool in the place that had no, you know, water in it. In case you got really nuts, you just go jump in the pool. <laughs> I don't know, it was just there. So I was living in the closet. There was no windows or anything. It was like a walk-in closet. The temple had been converted, you know, the, the, the YMCA into a, into a temple. And that's what I did. We went out and sold books. And, and at night we sat and read them. 
Hmm? We went to the Arctic in the class and came back and we read them till we couldn't stay up anymore and fall asleep, get up at three in the morning, start again. Right? So then, as these books were coming out, and they came out, all of them, this edition, 17 of them in two months. It was a big marathon. So I was very fortunate. They were sending me, the, Ramaswara, my friend, was sending me these copies. We were reading this book and going out, and we were living in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes, right? Hmm. Uh, so anyway, my point is, when I was reading it, and I was thinking, this is incredible. All the books are found in this book. That was my reaction. All the books... The essential verses of the Bhagavatam, the essential verses of the Gita, essential verses of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, of Ujbal Nilmani, uh, and so forth, all the books of the Goswamis, the Sandarbhas, and so forth, Govinda Lilamrita. I was thinking, this is incredible. They're all, all the books here, essentially in this book. And of course, it's particularly the Bhagavatam, it is the distilled essence of the Srimad Bhagavatam. What a treasure! Hmm? Isn't it? Hmm? This is the work of Krishnadas, his final work. All the, the, the assembled devotees in Vrindavan commissioned him for this work and the emphasis on Madhya Lila, so the means for us to enter into what uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was about from the vantage point of Rupa Goswami and, uh, and the other um, assembled six Goswamis of Vrindavan. Hmm? And in a very old age, he wrote this at... at uh, uh, I think he was like, I think his Bhajan Kutir is like right between Shamkund and, and Radhakund. Um, and he writes about it that he had arthritis, he couldn't hardly hold, the, hold the, the pen. He finished the work. Of course, he also, I should say, got the blessing of all the devotees and then he got the blessing of Madan Mohan. Hmm? The garland of Madan Mohan was, was, was given to the priest by Madan Mohan to give the Krishnadas. So he had this, again, this full blessing idea that his work was only possible because of his remembrance of the, of the, of the higher devotees and bringing them into his life and so forth. And as many as possible, not cutting them off, just my guru, but not the rest of the parampara. I mean, he, he's, he's, he, he's honoring the six Goswamis in every chapter, at the end of every chapter and so forth. Hmm? So, he wrote the book, as I said, we, and by this book we know who, we not only know, that it's just common, we think, oh yes, Jaitanya Mahaprabhu taught Rupa Goswami this here and there. We only know this because of Krishna Kaviraj Goswami. We miss that point often. We just take it for granted, yeah, Rupa Goswami did this, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that. All this we know only because of Krishna Kaviraj Goswami. Hmm? What was their connection with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told them in essence, and how they went about what they wrote in their books, all this he put in here. Hmm? Uh, combined the empowerment, mercy of Nityananda Prabhu, and all the Goswamis' hmm? works. And with great uh, scholarship, the book is about a little more than 10% of Sanskrit verses, and then the whole teaching of the Goswamis, all written in Sanskrit, which is inaccessible to the common people, all distilled into, into Bengali poetry to give to the common people. It's an incredible um, act of scholarship and magnanimity and so forth that really synthesized, in a way, all these kind of 
writings of the Goswamis that they were just kind of writing them. Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu over here, the Sandarbhas over here, uh, Brihad Bhagavatamrita, and so forth. Who would take it and put it all together and show how it all works and so forth? As he did, for example, with Shikshastakam. Shikshastakam is eight verses that first appear in the Padyabali of, of Rupa Goswami. That's a, that's a book of verses uh, many of the uh, verses of which have are, are attributed to unknown authors. Rupa Goswami categorizes them. These are verses that are about this, these verses are about that, and so forth. So the Shikshastikam appears in there under different categories, but not as a as a eight stanza poem, if you will, that has a um, moves chronologically from one to the other systematically. But this is what Krishnadas did with it at the end of Chaitanya Charitamrita, to put it together like it hadn't been put together before. And that's what he did with all the Goswami's writings. He put them all together in, a, in, a, in systematized sort of in a, in a way that we could feel, feel, feel that there was a whole uh, uh, systematic approach to writing theology that was going on. And I don't know how systematic it really was. Um, they were writing as they were inspired, but he brought it all together. And, and of course, then it was given to Srinivas Naratam and, uh, and um, uh, uh, Shamananda to go and take, along with the Goswami's books, and distribute this whole wealth of the Vrindavan side to the Bengal side. Hmm? They had the two bullock carts full of books to take. Hmm? And of course, you know, as the story goes, they got to go Palpur, and uh, the uh, Himavir, I think his name was the king, was Hindu, but not very pious, and his astrologer told him, hey, there's these guys with these bullock carts, they got something valuable. Just letting you know. So he sent his dacoits at night. They had ten armed guards with them. Hmm? The uh, Shamananda and, and Srinivas and Narottam. Um, but the guards just looking at, it, it, it said in Prem Vilas, just looking at the bandits, they just said, okay, we're out of here. And while the sadhus slept, and they stole the two carts, so they woke up in the morning and all the books, there were, there were, there were no copies. These were handwritten, you know, carved out. There were no copies of these books, and all of them had been stolen. That's a tragic story in, in, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And Srinivas took uh, kind of charge. He was the Brahmin amongst them, sent Narottam and Shamananda on, and he then took the burden upon himself of writing back the letter that caused the demise of Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. Can you imagine? I mean, I write books, and I get, I get nervous. They're on my computer. What if, what if you know, it should get stolen or the, the God, you know, oh God, when I took to write that book and if it gets lost, I got to get a copy and you know, put it somewhere, hide it somewhere, have it, you know, I, I go through that. You know, oh, what, what a bad night, what I wrote. I've got to make sure that that's preserved, what it meant to me, what it did to me. I would imagine what, how Krishnadas felt. I mean, this work is so celebrated, so extraordinary. And in the mercy that's behind it, the empowerment of Nityananda, the tutelage under all of Goswamis, the blessings of all of Vrindavan, um, uh, uh, Madan Mohan, the principal deity there, and so on and so forth. And now he gets a letter that, that's been stolen, it's lost. We've looked everywhere we can find it. And the other books of the Goswamis. It said Krishna was already very old. Hmm. 
So the loss of his book was his demise, and we are keeping him alive. Because what happened, of course, was that Srinivas stayed in the area and tried to inquire any, every, anywhere and everywhere, and he didn't get much uh, response, but he was dedicated to try to find the books, and he came into, I guess, the, the capital there of Gopalpur at some point, and another sadhu type of a fellow noticed him, and he looks really rather withered and diminished in stature, and obviously something was troubling him, so he asked him about it, and Srinivas didn't reveal it, but nonetheless he brought him to the palace where there was going to be a Bhagwat recital. And so he went and he heard the Bhagwat recital of the Pandit, and uh, even though the king was impious, he would recite the Bhagavatam. I mean, that's like in their place at night, that was entertainment, to hear the stories of Radha and Krishna and so forth, and then go out and pillage, you know. Uh, <laughs> so they weren't, they weren't getting it from the right source, is the point. So they were reading the Bhagavatam, but the Pandit didn't know what it was really about, he wasn't able to change the hearts of the people who he was reciting to the Bhagavatam to, like Ramaharshan. But unlike Ramaharshan, when in the course of his uh, narrative or discourse before the king, he, he, he really butchered the implications of uh, some verses in the Ras Panchajai, the Rasalila, Srinivas just spoke up. And then all the attention went on him. Who the heck do you think you are? You're interrupting the king's pundit here, who's entertaining the king with the stories of the god Krishna and the goddess Radha and so forth. And and the pundit was very upset and so forth. But then he said something profound, and so the king said, well, let's see what he has to say. And then he began to explain the Gaudiya conception of the Rasalila. And the pundit paid his pranam to him, and the king was overwhelmed and brought him aside and said, I'm a thief, I'm not really a king, but my heart has changed by what you what you said. Hmm? He asked him to, re, to recite the Bhagavatam. So he had him recite the Bhagavatam in his court. And then he asked, what are you doing here anyway? Where did you come from? He became his disciple. Hmm? And um, at this point, Srinivas had, you know, realized he stole the books, you know. So he told them, and he brought them to the to the where he had kept these books. He didn't he, when he found out they had stole these bull carts, and they thought they were going to be valuable jewels, and they got them. They're just books. I said, "Oh, that's weird. Uh, kill that astrologer, cut his head off." But anyway, we'll keep the books here and whatever. They couldn't figure them out, you know. They did. They didn't know if they were upside down or inside out or what. And and then Srinivas told the story and. And the books were recovered. The Krishnas had already passed away, but now they were taken and distributed. And Chaitanya Charitamrita was like the like the ripened fruit of the ripened fruit, if you will, right, uh, of the Bhagavatam. And and I say, you know, with its circulation and our discussion and continued reading of this book, the book that Prabhupada said on the boat, on the Jaladuta was keeping him alive. I was living, I think he said, from the nectar of Chaitanya Charitamrita. It is keeping me alive. Mm-hmm. Through his heart attacks and seasickness and so forth, and I'm living on the nectar of the pages of Chaitanya Charitamrita. I mean, there's so much. You would just try to get some idea who the author is, what 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 he went through, what what he's about. 
they just inspire us to, to take advantage of this book and let him live on forever, right? In eternal, in all the worlds. He lives forever in Chaitanya Charitamrita. And the recital of that, the hearing of that, the blessing of that book that's taken advantage of by the Gaur Bhaktas all over the world. Krishna Skaviraj Vasami Mashai Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakta Brinda Ki Jai. Gaur Premanandi. So, any question? What's the time? Seven, seven or five. What time did we start? Time we start five thirty. Okay. So again, nice to be with you all. Yes. I was thinking about this idea of being indifferent to a. Uh, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel bad sometimes because somebody will come to town and I, I won't be so interested to go. And sometimes I'll try. Sometimes I just can't do it. And what's what should be? I don't. I don't want to. You know. Well, they have to have proper discrimination, so there may be good reason not to hear from somebody, even though he may be celebrated in other circles. Uh, we're talking about someone who's very extraordinary, that is universally, uh, you know, considered good association, something like that, and not take advantage of. So, I mean, Ketan Ramdas, this doesn't grow on every tree, um, something like that. Uh, I think that Prabhupada was like that, and there were instances in which he was, people were indifferent to him and so forth, in circumstances where um, where others were pointing out his um, uh, character and contribution and so forth. Um, there may be others as well, there are, but it's not that uh, there's also, we have to discriminate, not everybody who's dressed like a sadhu is a sadhu, or has that kind of contribution to make or expects that kind of um, um, regard, attention, and so forth. Uh, not that a great person expects attention in, in one sense, but attention for Krishna that he represents. So, you know, use your discrimination. It's not a, it's, it's not a mandate to be uh, sentimental. Hmm. What else? Yes. Um, the other night when you spoke about Vrindavan Das Thakur, I got really inspired to read the Chaitanya Bhagavat, and now I'm feeling like Chaitanya Charitamrita. You should feel like that about all the books. It's, that should be your big problem. What do I do? How can I read all these books? Oh my God, I don't have enough time. The time that they doesn't have enough time to take advantage of them. That's a good problem. Yeah. But would you suggest one? It's more important to read one before the other. Well, you've already started the Chaitanya Bhagavad, so I mean, you should finish that. But I'm sure you've read some, at least some of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, if not at all. Yeah, yeah, it's just one after the other. Yeah, that's uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's a special contribution. What can I say? Um, 
Chaitanya Bhagavad is in its own way, and we talked about that the other night. So we're fortunate to have such a literary uh, legacy, hmm? that, uh, plenty to keep us keep us busy. Yes. I was um, thank you, Guru Maharaj. Um, yeah. I was uh, I was wondering if the emphasis on the weekly calendar could maybe eventually lead to a um, an, a, a series of articles or some kind of. Um, uh, way to basically easily know which of the uh, events, because there are so many uh, to celebrate, are the ones we should really focus on. Because when you orbit around a Iskand temple, which is now quite Hinduized, with so many things, and it's drawing in the Indian community, you know that may not be as focused on you know on Gornichananda, for example, um, it's tempting to want to be there for everything and which one should I go to and all that kind of stuff. And I've never really understood, apart from the obvious ones, you know, that are pretty big, but it seems like something that would be helpful to the newbie because they want to focus on what association with the various... Yeah. It might be a little different from, you know, in different missions, they may have different days. That you, that, and it's true that everybody doesn't do a whole festival for every 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 day in there, but they select certain days. Ajita Marj was uh, had selected Rupa Goswami's, which appearance was a big day, for example. Um, so it might differ from different, uh, different uh, groups, uh, different um, sects within Gaudiya Vaishnavism to some extent, but... But yeah, it would be, I mean, something has been written about so many of them, but most of the writing about them has been like more or less, um, what would you call it, like information rather than inspired writing about their contribution. They did this, they were born here, they did this, they knew this, they went, they went here, they did that, which is very valuable, but it would be nice to have a volume that speaks about their their identifies the, precisely their contribution and brings out that that would be a good book, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, I probably want to write it again, but but that would be a great uh, purifying exercise, for sure. And it would probably be appreciated by, by the devotees. And it's so much needed, there's a spirit of Glorifying Vaishnavas. This is, this is we we need to err on that side a little bit rather than the other side. Vaishnavrindaki jai, Gaur Bhaktarindaki jai, Gaur Premanandi. Vanchakopatrubhyascha, Kripasindubhyevacha, Patitanam, Bhavanam, Vaishnavibhramanam. Anantakuri Vaishnavrindaki jai.